Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's November 13th, and this is Sorta Awesome episode 268. You are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host Kelly Gordon as we revisit a super important topic for every single one of us. Today, we're talking again about self-care and self-comfort and why both of these things are absolutely non-negotiable for you awesomes, especially in the year 2020. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. Whether you found us through Facebook or Instagram, maybe over on TikTok or on YouTube, maybe from the recommendation of a friend or from our other show, Awesome Today, it is truly awesome that you are here. And today I am so thrilled to be talking about something that's on the minds of so many of us right now, even more than usual these days. And I'm so thrilled to be talking about this topic with one of my favorite people in the whole world, Kelly Gordon. How are you, my friend? I'm hanging in there, Meg Teets. How are you? I'm so much better now that I'm back on the grid. Yes. Man, <laughs> that was an experiment that you didn't really think you were going to attempt this year. I mean, but nope. that's 2020, right? You're back in your house, though. And most importantly, you have power. We have power. It's such a relief. It's so amazing. I know that if you've ever lost power, you think like, I will never take this for granted again. You know, the simple flip of a light switch, turning on a TV, like you just think I will never take it for granted again. So we've been wandering around for days like you guys, we have power just celebrating it together as a family that, yeah, we got to move fully back into our house after being, you know, back and forth to my parents where they did have power for a couple of weeks, you know, coming up on, it was almost going to be two weeks and I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what like a hot shower and TV and lights and Wi-Fi will do for a girl's attitude. Yes. And my own bed. I missed my own bed so very much. <laughs> I will just say that I can speak for probably a lot of the awesomes. I'm sure that there are many out there who have lived through long power outages before due to ice storms or hurricanes, things like that. I don't think I've ever gone more than, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's always been less than 24 hours. So the idea of days and Ugh, nay yes. weeks yeah. that you went through, you have all of our hearts and I'm so yes. glad to know that you're back to normal. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back to normal for sure. Okay. Well, you know, if you were listening to the intro and you're thinking, am I having deja vu? Haven't we done this before? You are not wrong, you guys. 
back in September of 2018, Kelly and I had a conversation on episode 162 of Sorta Awesome called Self-Care, Self-Comfort, What's Healthy, What's Not. It was really our first big conversation, I feel like, Kelly, on the show about self-care and self-comfort and that there's a difference. Like you had kind of dropped some wisdom insights into various conversations that we'd had. Some of our awesomes would be like, hey, Kelly, (laughs) talk more about that. And so we did a whole episode on it over two years ago. And as it turns out, I think that revisiting this topic is like even more important now. Yeah, that's, I really think this is true. And we did ask the superstars, our Patreon supporters, kind of for suggestions about shows. And this came up a lot. And I think the reason that it's pertinent right now is because 2020. So it used to be a cute idea. (laughs) And now it's like, oh my word. I feel like there's so many things that that is true for this year that we used to say, well, yeah, that's important. And now it's like, oh my word. Oh my word. If I don't understand the difference of this, if I don't invest in this, I'm literally going to fall apart. So here we are to talk about self-care and self-comfort. In the year of our Lord, 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We're going to talk about the differences in those things, why it's important to make a distinction between self-care and self-comfort. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of our favorite practices, of course, knowing that everybody's going to have their own things that really speak to them and really care for them as individuals. We're going to cover all of that. We have so much that we want to share with you that just kind of revisits and updates our previous conversation on this. So we're going to get to all of that here in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. It's the moment in the show where we talk about whatever's making life a little bit more awesome right now, whether it's electricity. (laughs) Yes, it's going to be my awesome every week for the rest of my life. Or if it's a book or a TV show, a product, anything that's making life a little happier. So Kelly, I can't wait to hear what you have for us this week. Well, I have something that truly is making my life happier. And I did not know this thing existed until a few months ago. So this is for the owners of cats out there who are in our awesome audience. Did you know that they make furniture to hide the litter box? No, I've never heard of such a thing. So people are so ingenious. I am in the process of this year finally getting to a bunch of projects here in our house. Nothing is huge. It's not like major remodeling, but it's moving furniture around. It's making things work for our family where we are now, especially this year, like having all these kids at home doing school. So we're moving things around, which is, of course, meaning that we need to buy new furniture. So one of the things that we needed to do was find a better place for our cat's litter box. It used to be in my husband's office. And it wasn't a great spot for it, but it was kind of the only spot that fit. You know, a lot of people will put them in, like if you have a mudroom, but we don't have a spot. Like they're not small things. And our cat is not a small cat. So she has a big litter box. Yeah. So we were like, where can we put this that it's kind of out of the way, but she can still get to it. And it doesn't smell up a spot that is, you know, out in the public. So I think I just Googled, you know, litter box furniture. And lo and behold, there's all these things, you guys. So we ended up purchasing from Wayfair. It's called the Frida Litter Box Enclosure. It looks like a bench. Okay. So if you were to walk into my sunroom, which is where now the litter box is, it just looks like a bench. Um, I'm going to get a pillow for the top of it, but it does have a little curved carved opening on one side. And actually inside of there then is a little 
mat that they have made for litter to help get out of the cat's paws. And then there's another entrance into the litter box. There are two doors on the front of the bench that open outward so that my son, who is in charge of cleaning out the cat's litter box, can easily access it. And he could even hang up the tools in there. Like we just grabbed some little, you know, some command hooks and we hung up the tools so that that's, you know, like the scoop. And then there's some bags. It's all contained and closed and it's right out in the middle of everywhere, but it doesn't smell. It isn't obvious and it hides it. And we are thrilled with this thing. So I will tell you, if you have not considered this for the cat in your life, for yourself, there are so many different styles. So that is what we got. We got a bench, but they make all of these other types of kitty litter furniture. There's end tables. There are more like almost like a TV cart that looks like that. Some of them are very modern. Some are not. You know, there's all sorts of different things. And of course... If you wanted to do it yourself, I also found some fantastic ideas that you can go get furniture normally from Ikea because it's inexpensive and you can buy a cat door and just kind of DIY your own furniture to hide your kitty litter box. So something that you're like, well, maybe I already have a spot in my house. I know exactly what I want. Or yeah, you could even do that to your own furniture. The thing about Ikea, of course, is that their stuff is all sold out. So yes. It's like, I would read all of these wonderful DIYs. I'm like, well, I love that. But, you know, Ikea stuff is very hard to get right now. But it is something that you could do yourself or you could do what we did and just pay someone to ship it to you and then you put it together. It is fantastic. And I am so glad that we have a spot now. We wanted her to have a place that she could get to easily, but that just wasn't an eyesore. And this is the way to camouflage it. I am thrilled for you. I am amazed that humans are so crafty and innovative as to dream up such a thing, especially because, as I mentioned, we were staying with my parents during our big power outage, and they have not one cat, not two cats, but three cats. Now, one of the cats hates every human being except for my parents, and he hid under the bed the whole time. But the cat litter management situation, I know... For years and years and years before we had kids, we had cats. And so I know that the litter management is like, that's the thing. That's like the biggest thing about having, especially if it's a totally indoor cat, you got to manage the litter somehow. So I am loving that this exists in the world. That's so great. Right. Exactly. And my next awesome of the week will be, now that this has opened my Uh eyes, that you could just like Google some random idea and find out that other people have thought about it before you is I have a new L-shaped sofa, and so I was thinking about a coffee table, and I said, you know, wouldn't it be cool if there was a coffee table that, like, the top popped up so that it would be kind of table height so that we could do puzzles on it? Yes. You guys, they make them like that. They have some Mm -hmm. that pop up, or at least for a laptop. Like, you know, you could pop up half the coffee table, and you can put your laptop there. So I am just loving the idea that you can go, you know what I wish I had is this, and you Google it, and somebody's already thought of it, and Wayfair already has it on there. So... (laughs) Definitely go and look. Even if you're not a cat owner and you're looking for kitty litter furniture, you might find something that surprises you. If only there were a way to manage toddlers so easily. I would be so on board with that. (laughs) Okay. I love it. Well, my awesome of the week this week is on Netflix. Kelly, it is a limited series, like a mini series on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit. Have you heard of and or watched this? (laughs) I have not even heard of it, so I have not watched it. And it's mostly just been because of Of my life the last few weeks, you know, with the election. 
I haven't even watched Emily in Paris. Like I started the first 20 minutes and I'm like, I have yes, no time for yes, this. Yes, yes. <laughs> I do love their little mini series because it feels yes. approachable. So do yes. you tell. Okay. I'm so glad that you have not yet experienced this because I do feel like it's buzzing everywhere. Even my uncle, who is approaching 70, uh, just on Facebook last week was posting it that he had just finished it. He loved it. So I feel like it's kind of everywhere, but I'm so excited I get to talk about it. Okay. So it's called The Queen's Gambit. It is a, like I said, it's a seven episode miniseries on Netflix and it's based on a novel by Walter Tevis. And it basically traces the life of a young woman named Beth Harmon, who is a chess prodigy. Now, before you get skeptical or feel like, oh, maybe that's not for me, I would have promised you straight out of the gate, you do not have to know or care about chess to love this series. The chess is kind of like a sports movie. Like if you ever watched like a, you know, like a football movie and it's like inspiring or whatever, and you don't even really care about football, but like the story itself is the great thing. Right. That's the deal with the Queen's Gambit. So again, it follows the life of Beth Harmon, um, starting from the time when she's orphaned, when she's eight years old. She is placed in a girl's orphanage, I think in Kentucky. And while she's there, she happens upon in the basement of the orphanage, a janitor who's playing chess. And she is immediately just like fascinated with what's going on with the chessboard. And over time, he ends up teaching her how chess works and giving her some books. And she just can understand it intrinsically. She's truly a prodigy and that she just like, she just gets it immediately. And she's phenomenal. Running in the background of this part of the story is that at this orphanage, I should have said this from the top. This takes place in like the 1950s and 60s. So she was a child in the 50s. And at the time to sort of manage the children in the orphanage, they would give them tranquilizers. Oh my word. I know. This goes back to that whole, like, if only we could manage the yeah. toddlers so easily. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little, little bit of foreshadowing there. <laughs> yes. I would like to think I would choose a non-pharmaceutical solution. <laughs> But I know they did do things like yes. that back then. You know, and I mean, the things that we kind of joke about, they'd like, oh, that baby's teeth and giving them whiskey. the whiskey. That's what my dad like, told me. It was me. a real thing. That's what my dad yeah. told me yeah. while I was there last week. Nico's getting in like all the teeth. And he's like, well, you know, when we were kids, they just gave us a little whiskey, rubbed it right on our gums. Yeah. But, so, yes. So anyway, this is really important to the whole story because she discovers and a friend tells her that if you save the green pills for night, that that, you know, it'll help you. That's the way to take it. It'll make you have good dreams and whatever. So she ends up doing this. And from the time she's a small girl, before she even really knows what she's doing or what's happening, she just knows she's been told to take these quote unquote vitamins. She becomes addicted to tranquilizers. And she discovers that when she takes those green pills, that she can actually visualize the chessboard and watch, you know, like think about how different chess moves play out. And so that is a theme that runs throughout the whole series is her dealing with this addiction to tranquilizer pills that began when she was a child in the orphanage. Okay. That's like the sort of inciting plot points, but it unfolds from there. And I just have to tell you all, first of all, the acting is phenomenal. Just like, you know, in any great story where it's really like character driven and you're really getting to know the people and their struggles. The acting is really so fantastic. It stars Anya Taylor-Joy as Beth. 
she's an incredible, her eyes are so expressive. Her face just really conveys so much emotion without hardly doing a thing, which is just incredible, incredible talent. Yeah. Marielle Heller plays a woman who ends up becoming Beth's adoptive mom. And her performance is, golly, it's heartbreaking and beautiful and so good. The guy who played uh, Dudley Dursley in the Harry Potter films, his yeah. name is Harry Melling. He's in it as a sort of rival slash love interest for Beth. And he's fantastic. Like everybody in it is just the, the performances are so great. I also have to say that the cinematography is insane. It's so beautiful. Every episode is about an hour long and every episode is like okay. watching a movie. So great. Yeah. The set design, they just like lean all the way into the 50s and 60s. The set design is fantastic. The wardrobes are beautiful. The direction is so brilliant. They do so many interesting things in telling the story because they do incorporate special effects, like I said, with Beth being able to visualize chessboards. I feel like the direction is so good because, again, even if you don't know or care about chess, this story never makes you get bogged down in like how chess works. Right. It just kind of gives you just enough that you need to know so that you understand why there's tension in different scenes as the chess scenes are playing out. But you're not like trying to like keep track of like how chess works, if that makes sense. Exactly. It's about the people, really. But you do it need is. to know those details. Right. Right, 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 right. So anyway, I love it. I'm just about to start episode six and there's only seven. So I'm already a little bit sad that it's almost over. But Kyle watched it. He actually watched it while we were staying at my parents' house. He could not stop talking about how much he loved it. So could be a great show to watch with a partner. You could totally, I mean, it has language and some grown-up situations in it. But with an older teen, you could totally watch it. So anyway, it's The Queen's Gambit. It's on Netflix. And obviously, I cannot stop talking about it. <laughs> That's why it's your Awesome it of totally, the Week. It totally, totally is. So Okay, well, we will put links in the show notes for you all to check out these awesomes if you would like to. And if you haven't joined us on one of our social media channels, we would love for you to come and find us. Come find us on Instagram. It's sort of awesome show where we talk about awesome of the week every week. Or if you haven't already, come over to the Facebook group and hang out with us. We talk about all kinds of things, including what's awesome in our life on Fridays over there. And we are at facebook.com slash group slash sort of awesome hangout. We have so much to talk about self-care and self-comfort today. And we're going to do that in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Okay, awesomes. I'm sure we've all had this happen to us. One of our good friends recommends a shampoo or a conditioner that she's absolutely loving. So we run out and buy it, get it home, use it. And as it turns out, it totally does not work for us. I cannot tell you how many times that has happened to me. Well, that's not going to happen for you anymore when you check out Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is hair care that's formulated specifically for you. No matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fit your unique needs. How unique, you ask? Well, Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is as unique as you are. So here's how it works. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz and tell them a little bit about your hair. Next, Function of Beauty's team determines the right blend of ingredients, then they bottle up your 
your custom formula to order. They deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute customized bottle with your favorite color and fragrance. They even print your name on it. Plus their formulas are vegan and cruelty free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Function of Beauty is not just the first ever custom hair care brand. It is the internet's favorite. It's top rated customized hair care with over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com awesome to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com awesome for 20% off to let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com awesome. Okay, friends, a couple of weeks ago, I had the first migraine that I have had in months and months, and I was reminded that migraines are so much more than just a bad headache. And you know who else understands that? It's the people at Cove. Cove knows that no two migraines are alike, and they help you get the migraine relief that you need all online. Go to withcove.com and complete a quick online consultation. A licensed doctor will recommend a treatment plan customized to your migraine and your prescription will be delivered to your door for as little as $10 a month. Just a few minutes of your time and you get a personalized treatment plan from 20 plus research-backed doctor-recommended migraine medications And you don't have to worry about running out because Cove sends your migraine meds every month. No insurance needed. No trip to the pharmacy. It's all online. Those meds are sent right to your door. And with Cove, you can have more migraine-free days. Again, you guys know that I have been a migraine warrior for a couple of years now, and I know that there is nothing like having people who truly understand migraines to provide you with the care and treatment that you need. In fact, they've treated over 300,000 migraine attacks and counting. Go to withcove.com to see the reviews. Go to withcove.com slash awesome for 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping. That's 50% off of your first month of medication and free two-day shipping at withcove.com slash awesome. That's spelled W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash awesome. Okay, Kelly, I am so excited truly to talk about this with you again this year. We've been kind of just talking a little bit off mic, how in our own lives, like you were saying at the top of the show, this concept of like, what does it mean to actually really care for yourself has become, like you said, used to be just like this sort of nice idea. Now it's like, this is survival. We have to figure out how do we care for ourselves in these times. Exactly. And the hard thing I think is that these are not unknown concepts Mm. to most of us for certainly, you know, if you've been an awesome for a while, like you said, we've talked about this before, but this is the year I feel like boundaries are the same thing where it's like, we're all getting a black belt in them during the most exhausting time of our lives. You know, like we have to get this mastered because even though it takes so much energy for me to master it, if I don't get it, if I don't figure this out, I'm going to completely collapse. So yeah, I feel like this is the time to talk about it again and say, you know, let's encourage each other on this journey, remind each other why it's important and see what we can do to really, truly take care of ourselves this year. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad that you said that. That reminds me of a story that I wanted to share when you said just now, like trying to get a black belt when you're already exhausted. (laughs) 
which yes, absolutely. This reminds me of a time in my own life, just after the time when the twins were born. And so that was, you know, over seven years ago now. And I was struggling, struggling with all caps. During that time, I had postpartum depression. I just genuinely did not adapt very well or very quickly, I should say, to becoming a mom of twins. Now it's fantastic. Now I'm always like, you know, believe it or not, the twins are the easiest kids in this whole house. <laughs> but we've kind of already paid our dues. <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to say, now, you know, it just goes back and it forth does. in parenting. It's like those kids are easier and now these kids take more work. It's just Absolutely. the way it goes. But you certainly did pay your dues because that's just yeah. how it is when you're parenting two young yes, boys. Yes, yes, yes. So when I was like in the thick of struggle, a very dear friend of mine named Jill, who also has twin boys, hers are a couple of years older than mine, wrote me a letter, like a handwritten letter, just kind of reaching out with camaraderie of like, I know, and I've been there and I know it's so hard right now. And in that letter, I will never forget this line. She wrote, she was talking about how hard it is. And she wrote, you drown and you drown and you drown until you grow some effing gills, except she used the real word because we're both grown ups. <laughs> and I was like, I have never felt so understood that you just feel like you're just drowning and drowning and drowning until one day you realize I've had to grow gills. Like I've had to completely evolve and truly adapt into this new thing that I wasn't before. And so I've been thinking about this episode in light of that, because I feel like this year, so many of us do feel like we are drowning like all the time. And normally, if we are fortunate enough to have a good support system in place, whether that's a partner or, you know, a good circle of friends or even just one close friend or a parent who can come alongside and help or a grown child who can help, you know, if we're fortunate enough to have that, if we felt like we were drowning, we would reach out, like we would reach up for a hand or a life raft mm -hmm. or something. But the circumstances this year means we might reach up for a hand to help or somebody to lift us up or even just to throw us a raft. But it turns out like everyone else is drowning too. And so right. I've thought about that question so much this year. Where do you go for help when everyone around you is drowning? And that's why I love that insight from Jill, because sometimes when there's no one outside of ourselves to help us, we discover that we have to just evolve what is necessary to help ourselves. And I think that's where today's conversation comes in because you and I have talked about like in these different circumstances in life, we've like looked around and realized nobody's going to take care of me or at least, you know, right. even in years when we would have somebody who could step in and help, everybody else needs so much help too that we've had to realize right. like, okay, if I'm going to be cared for, like I've got to care for myself. Right. Yes. Oh my goodness. I have chills about that story. The idea of growing gills. It's not just learning right. to swim. It is an actual evolution yes. that has to happen where we have to really do some hard work. And yet at the same time, I feel like it's encouraging because that is what we're doing this yes. year. Awesomes is we are doing this really, really hard thing. And if we do it right, hopefully we'll look back and say, wow, that was a point that was so hard. But like, I really got some foundational stuff going on in my life that I had to get yes. settled or I wasn't going to yes, make it. Exactly. Yeah, that's really, yeah, that's really good. That's why I wanted to share that, not to say like, it's so bleak and dark when everybody else is, but truly, no. 
the idea that like we can come through this as like in the new version of ourselves, but it's not going to just happen. We have to be proactive in doing these things to care for ourselves and to kind of like facilitate the growth that's going to lead us into this newer, stronger, more butt-kicking version of ourselves. (laughs) Exactly. And that's really what sort of awesome is about, right? Because I do think, here's the real hard truth, is that when we go through trauma like this, you can go one of two ways. You know, it will influence you. Will you allow it to grow you into something better? Or will it grow you into something worse? Because there will absolutely be people who come out of this year with an Mm -hmm. alcohol addiction or with tons of money to pay or their friendships fractured, marriages dissolving. Not that all those things, sometimes those things are like, this is actually was just a catalyst for something that was going to happen anyway. But what I'm saying is we do need to put our intention forward to say, I want to become a better person out of this. I want to figure this out. Even though this is hard, I can do it. And we're saying that we're here to do it together, right? That's what sort of awesome is about. So, okay, let's define our terms before we get too far into it. So you guys, if you didn't hear us talk before about self-care and self-comfort, what Meg said at the beginning is still true. And I found these great definitions. I think Meg found a few too. Self-comfort really is, it's for short-term problems, okay? So self-comfort is what we need in the moment when something is hard. Maybe we're stuck in some sort of a cycle in our head of unhelpful self-talk. This situation, it's kind of a reaction to it. It does not really help us move forward or remedy the situation. Yes, yes, yes. But it deals with that very top Mm -hmm. level of emotion and the crisis that we're dealing with. By contrast, self-care is about finding meaning in life and doing things that support our growth. So this was why when we first talked about it on Sort of Awesome, it was so revolutionary to me because it was kind of, I don't know how many years ago that the whole self-care like realm, really, it's a whole thing. It's an industry now came out and it was always like pedicures, naps, you know, ice cream, wine. And I was like, yeah, that's (laughs) self-comfort. And when I realized that and realized there was a difference, it started to help me understand why we need both, because we're not here to say that self-comfort does not matter. It does matter. It's just that you need to know what you're doing and why and make sure it has the right label to get there. So do you have some definitions of self-care and self-comfort well, you want to share, Meg? Well, I just want to totally affirm what you found, because I even think about self-comfort. I love that idea that it's for the short term, because Sometimes you do just need like a little band-aid instead of going and getting yeah. the, the fracture set. <laughs> but truly, I love this too from ourresilience.org. I found this there. They said like self-comfort is when you're craving warmth or pleasure or a break. Self-care is more when you are craving self-respect, connection, and alignment. So I love the idea, like you said, Kelly, of self-care really connecting to the growth that we want, crave, and are looking to experience. I kind of also think about it this way. Self-comfort to me, this is going to make it really simplistic, but self-comfort to me is like when you kind of want to be babied and there's nobody else that's going to baby you. So you, you know, you turn on your favorite YouTube channel and watch a couple of videos or whatever. And self-care is when you need to be parented. So like you imagine Mm. like the most benevolent idea of mother that you can think of, what would your good and loving mother tell you? Like you need to do this, <laughs> right? You know, and she's doing it in the way that she knows is going to support your growth and help you move forward in life instead of just babying you. Look, I think we all need to be babied sometimes. And again, even as a grown That's woman, right. 
there are moments when I'm just like, I just want something that's just easy and it's just going to soothe me for just a little while. So. Right. Soothing. Oh, that's a really good word. I mean, I love the parenting and babying thing. Soothing is really what self comfort yes. is about. Right. So if I'm having a hard day, lots of times, this is just how I'm wired. I hold it out, you know, like this is what's going to happen tonight. Like you can make it through because you're going to watch Shit's Creek with your daughter and, you know, you're going to have a glass of wine or you're going to have like, we're going to bake cookies, whatever it might be. Something that I know is going to make yes. me happy, which there are precious few things this year that, you know, can make us happy. So we have to find those little things that can work and to soothe mm -hmm. us down. And those are the things I think too, knowing how you're wired does come into this because your personality yeah. matters. You know, when it used to be like, oh, take a bath or go to pedicure, I was like, eh, like, it's not that it's bad. It's just not the thing that speaks the most yes. to me. And so I think that's actually why I first went down this rabbit hole where people kept talking about self-care and I was like, yeah, why, why does this not mm -hmm. resonate? And I think that it can go back to the idea of when you have little kids, people say, oh, you need yeah. time alone. And as an extrovert, I finally figured out I didn't right. need time alone. I needed time with other people away yep. from my kids. What I was not craving was to go read a book somewhere while my introvert friends are absolutely craving quiet to read a book somewhere. I needed to go meet a friend for lunch. So there's all these types of factors to consider when you're considering self-comfort. Like, what is it that's comforting to you? You know, maybe it's time alone. Maybe it's time with somebody else, time under a blanket, a good walk. There's lots of things. Like, what are some of the things that you use for self-comfort? Okay, self so self-comfort for me truly is like, I, I'm a recent, very recent convert to the enjoyment of YouTube, but I don't watch it to mm -hmm. learn things. I just, well, I mean, I guess I kind of do. Some of my favorite channels right now are ones that showcase, and I've talked about this a little on the show, showcase like apartments and real estate in New York City. I'm not moving to New York City. It's just a happy, pretty, fun escape for me. And so I can just put on one of those channels and watch a few videos. And it's genuinely like a little escape. Speaking of escape, I love to read a great romance novel. You know, yep. not anything that it's like, I'm going to walk away from this having learned something valuable about the human condition or anything. <laughs> you know, it's like no pressure, low stakes reading. I love that so much. I have talked about on Sort of Awesome that I enjoy a nice glass of whiskey and I'm really super into scotch right now. So a little taste of scotch in the evening. Oh my gosh, it is so comforting. So great. I'm trying to think of what some of my other ones are in terms of just like self-comfort. I'm not like a really big nap person, but, and this one kind of walks the line between self-comfort and self-care mm -hmm. because I don't really like naps, but I love an early bedtime. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, so that's good. I mean, but even that, like sleeping in on the weekends, I'm a big yes, sleeper okay. in it. And so the ability to say, okay, do I have a day where I can just not have to get up and right. rush out of the house? Yes. You know, that is just a reward that holds out to me. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it does. It takes the edge mm. off of those things. And that's what we're looking for in those moments yeah. of self yeah. comfort. Yeah, exactly. Hot cup of coffee those types of things. I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, you know, sometimes just like piddling around online, just absolutely knowing, yes. not even like, okay, I should be doing this. And, but I'm kind of cheating on what I should be doing. And I'm going to go look up this, but actually just intentionally just being like, I'm just going to piddle. I'm just going to read some articles I saved. I love to open Reddit and just fall down some kind of rabbit, Reddit, rabbit. Yes. Rabbit. That's, that's actually good. A Reddit rabbit hole, a ribbit. I just made a new term, everyone. So 
but truly I could open Reddit and just go down a big, long rabbit trail of just, it doesn't even make any difference to my life, but it's some story that I get utterly fascinated with. That is a, yeah, that's how I feel about TikTok, TikTok, you know, like TikTok is total self-comfort. It's just funny. Like for what I want lots of times for self-comfort is to laugh because I know that makes me feel better and it kind of helps to push away the darkness. So TikTok has become a thing lots of times on Friday nights. You know, like some people are like, it's five o'clock somewhere. I'm like, it's Friday night. Let's open TikTok. I don't care how long it takes. We're just going to keep going. (laughs) And my kids will gather around and like we all watch it together. I send TikToks to people, you know, it's just, it is fun. And so that's fun is maybe an operative word for self-comfort. Not for everybody, but that's Mm -hmm. one word you could think of. Like what's fun for you? And that's going to be probably something that you could use to totally. self-comfort. Do you have any other self-comforts that are speaking to you right now? You probably don't have time for very no, many. I think those are, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, that's very true. I think that I've mentioned most of them. I mean, you know, even the Halloween candy right now, especially if you can be intentional about it, being like, I'm going to pick two of my kids' Halloween candies and I'm going to eat them yes. right now. Like that's something that is just yeah. yeah, wonderful. It can be really good. But then there's a difference between that and true self-care, which like you said, there are some things that skate the line, right? It could be that self-comfort, if it's a really nice day outside, to go out and go for a walk or to lay in my hammock is like a self-comfort thing, but it really it's also self-care. So these are the deeper things that really speak to like our foundation and how we're moving forward and what we need to do. So like those types of things for me, mm-hmm. meditation has become such a big thing for me that's just very self-care. And I would say meditation slash yoga, which I've often said yoga feels like Mm -hmm. meditation with movement to me, being outside, getting good exercise. So in varied exercise, you know, as much as possible. I know that's harder this year, but I went back to the gym, the Y in probably late August or early September. And just so I could do some strength training because I hadn't done any in 2020 ever since the gym's closed. And so that felt really good to be doing that. You know, like I can still go on a bike ride with my kids and a walk with my husband, but like something about strength training really makes me feel strong. And that's what I'm about when I'm after self-care. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, I'm just like nodding my head because so many of those I share with you. I'm not really into yoga, but a good morning walk first thing in the morning is huge self-care for me. It really helps me to manage my anxiety just getting that exercise Mm. in frequently has been huge. Let me think what else? Oh, journaling. And I've really, this year, I've really tried to emphasize a lot of gratitude in journaling. And sometimes it is just starting at the most like microcosmic level, like just boil it all down and, you know, even write things in there. Like I am deeply grateful for the way my heart has beat all day. And the fact that my lungs have supported my breath all day and just like taking it all the way down when I feel like I can't find anything else that I'm grateful for. But I have found that even when I start really, really tiny like that, that I can, once that gratitude starts flowing, then other things come to mind. And I'm like, oh, actually, I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful for that. So there's that. Having a really good conversation with a friend in person as much as possible. I got to see my friend Catherine last week. She was loaning us candles and lanterns for our house. So I was like, I'm going to put on a mask. You don't have to. She wore a mask. And we just sat in her living room and visited. 
and got caught up on a lot of things. And that really spoke to me for sure. This sounds strange, but because I have such a deep avoidance issue where I just avoid things, for me, like tackling something big on my to-do list really feels like caring for myself. So whether it's making a doctor's appointment that needs to be made or, you know, some kind of big project that's kind of been hanging over For me, again, I think this, like you were saying, it goes back so much to personality. Because if you're a highly efficient person who has no problem knocking out that to-do list, you're not intimidated by banking phone calls, you are excited to get things done, this may not speak to you as much as self-care. This might just be like the baseline of how you operate in the world. (laughs) But if you're me and you constantly have things that you have been avoiding and it's been on your to-do list and it somehow keeps getting shuffled to the next day and the next day and the next week, But actually getting in there and tackling some of that, especially the stuff that's been hanging out in there for a long time. At the end of that, I'm like, I am so proud of myself. I really took care of my like energy, like my energy around getting stuff done by actually doing some things. Well, and I have to return a little bit because I have a story too about why this is so important this year. So first of all, and I don't like to be the bearer of bad news, but The reality is that the pandemic is not going away. Our lives are not coming back as soon as the vaccine is out on the market. Like it's going to take a long time to make enough vaccines and get people vaccinated in the right order. You know, most of the experts say we're not even quite Mm. to Mm halftime yet in this fight. I know that for all of us, we've just been like 2021, you know, like if I can just get to December 31st of 2020. But we all, I think, have this sneaking suspicion that it's going to take a while. So we really do need to take care of ourselves in the long term. This is, I think, in March, when it started, a lot of us started with self-comfort. You know, that was when everybody was baking bread. And and truly, like Land O'Lakes has had a year. I saw the other day, like they have sold more butter this year than they ever have before. You know, we're all turning to comfort things like that, comfort food, things that we can make in our kitchen, which is understandable. But I think that where we are now, especially maybe around the school year, the time that started, we all went, oh, like this is, it's just going to keep happening. And right now, Meg, here we are in November, we're going into winter where I am, my part of the country, cases are exponentially Mm -hmm. skyrocketing. It's going to get bad again. That's just how it is right now. So we do need to really focus on this. And I don't like to say it like, you know, in some way that it's a doomsday Mm -hmm. sort of a thing. Like if you don't do this, things are going to crumble around you. But like, if you ever have thought I need to get Mm -hmm. serious about it, we are here to say you have to get serious about it now. And this is another thing that I realized this fall. This kind of goes to what you were saying about the fact that women have often counted on women to support each other. And our village has been Mm -hmm. isolated. We're isolated from each other right now. Even the fact that you said like, we're all drowning together, which is also true. But we also, it's like the grandparents can't come in and help us. You know, like we can't call on our best friend. Like we are really, truly isolated in this. And so women have taken care of each other for centuries and eons. And now we are even deprived Mm. of that. Yes, that's right. So who's going to take care of you? No Mm. one Mm -hmm. except for you. I think that a few of us do maybe have a spouse or a partner who is really good at that. Most of us do not. Because that's just not how our society is wired. It is the women who take care. It is we who are empathetic. It is we who understand what it means to nurture. And lots of times our partners do not. And so if you're sitting here going, I wish someone would come in and take care of me. And we do. We all wish we did. I just don't think 
it's coming this year, especially, and maybe ever that we have desires that are not going to be fulfilled and it maybe isn't fair to put on other people. And I love this in this kind of feminist, like women are strong sort of way. Like we are here to say, you can do it yourself. I was really struck last fall, which it feels like an (laughs) eons ago. I went to Los Angeles with a group of girlfriends. Meg, you were not there. We were very sad about that. But we went, Laura Tremaine actually took us to a Korean Mm, spa. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're Uh smiling. You're like, I know what this means because we talked about it, you guys. This is a very dear group of girlfriends that Meg and I are a part of. And we have gotten together for many years now. And a Korean spa is a naked spa. Naked time. Yes. Yep. So we talked about it. And Laura was like, I really want to take you guys here, but you're like, we have to all kind of be okay with that. And so most of us were. We were like, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready at that point in our relationship. you to see me in all of my J-Bird glory. It is full Monty friendship time. Yes. <laughs> it was. And it was like when we all came out, we were like, ah, and you know, we got in the water. But here's what, it was a deeply emotional and spiritual sort of a thing for me because what happened was we were the only white mm-hmm. women in there. Everyone else were, mm-hmm. were Korean and most of them mm-hmm. were older. And a Korean spa to them is just a place where women go to take care of themselves and each other. You know, it's where you bathe. It's where you have a little bit of a downtime. It's where no one else needs you. So they had all these different washing stations. And to watch these older women just wash themselves and have somebody come over and scrub their back. And then we also got massages by people who were there. And whoa, you guys, I've never had a massage like this. Like they were not fooling around. And yet at the same time, it felt like it was very deeply, I was being taken Mm -hmm. care of by Mm -hmm. other women. It felt like a mothering sort of thing. Like we are really going to put you back and we don't really, we're not here to like burn incense to make you comfortable. Like this is really about care for you. So they would slap you around and they would dump buckets of water on us. And we laughed about it afterwards. We're like, wow, that was like, there is just, they went places that I never thought that I even had. <laughs> and they would move your body parts around, you know, and like we just got over it. We got over the, the idea of being naked. And for me, I thought, wow, I'm not cared for mm-hmm. this way. Like I have to do it myself most of the time. So it was a really meaningful thing. But it also did put this desire in me to say, look at what women have yeah. done for each other because no one else has done it. Women have always cared for each other this way. And maybe we don't have as much of it right now as we should. But we really want this to be. Okay, awesome. So we're going to get back to the show in just a minute. But we have been talking so much about the importance of self-care today. One of my favorite, and I'm sure your favorite ways to practice self-care is to go and get a good massage. But these days, it is so hard to be able to do that with all of the restrictions that are in place. And yet getting a great massage is one of the biggest sources of relief for your body and then for your whole being. That's why I am so thankful that this year we discovered Theragun. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now all of that is as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That's because the all new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you're going to wonder if it's even on. While you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, 
amplitude and effectiveness. Kyla and I both suffer from all kinds of muscle strain and aches and honestly just tons of tension. The Theragun has been a game changer and a life safer for us this year. I cannot imagine going back to life without our Theragun. It is something that we honestly use almost daily around here. You guys can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power that you need. It starts at only $199. So go to theragun.com awesome right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com awesome, theragun.com awesome. All right, friends, we all know that our self-care routines are always important. When you're getting ready for the day, whatever you're using should make you feel amazing. And that is why I hope that you are using Billy. Billy is the razor that made everyone start talking about razors. And not only their amazing razors, they also have recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you with no pink tax, no visit to the drugstore, and no breaking the bank. Go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. That includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. And Billy is out to change it more than just the way you shave. They have released three completely clean must-have products to add to the routine that you use to care for yourself, including lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. It seems like every week, one of our awesomes is raving about their Billy Razor. You guys have started to love them as much as I do. Once you try Billy Razor, you cannot stop talking about it. They are truly that amazing. Awesomes, to express a little extra love for sort of awesome, you can go to mybilly.com slash awesome. It's a small way you can support our show while getting the best razor that you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash awesome. That's spelled my B-I-L-L-I-E.com slash awesome. So here's some questions that I found that if you're saying, okay, I'm hearing all of this, I want to make sure that I'm doing this right. And I do not remember the website. I'll have to maybe go back and I'll put it in the show notes who listed these questions. But these are questions that you, Austin's, can ask yourselves to make sure that you're really practicing self-care. Okay. I love this first one. It was first, can you acknowledge what's going on? Can you just name your feelings? So especially right now in 2020, like I'm stressed, I'm scared, I'm frustrated, I'm alone Being able to first name what you're feeling and maybe why is the first step. Because I think sometimes, especially this year, we're so overwhelmed that we're like, ah, you know, we're just reacting to everything. So this is our first step to take a step back and say, what's really going Mm -hmm. on here? What am I really feeling? What is happening inside of me? Where am I disconnected? First, I have to diagnose Mm -hmm. the problem. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? I think that's really good. Definitely. Their second question is, would self-comfort maybe short circuit a spiral that I'm in right now? So maybe, again, as we said, there's nothing wrong with self-comfort. You just have to know that you're using it and when you're using it. So maybe you're like, I'm in this downward spiral of doom scrolling, feeling like everything's going to end, or I've got some sort of self-talk going on that my neighbor's getting all this stuff done. Why can't I even seem to get my kids to do the homework that they was due last week? Those things are not helpful. 
So sometimes there's a self-comfort thing that can just help you to break out of that. You know, that's what watching a sitcom or, you know, having dinner with a friend or going for a walk, just like, like, let's just say, no, like we're going to get out of this spiral that we're in. And again, that's like another way to take a step back and diagnose the problem and say, okay, what's really needed here? And then the big question, three, what self-care do you need to replenish you? So I love they gave three categories for you to think about. It could be something that brings you joy. Self-care. Okay, that I thought was just such a good way to put it. Like maybe what we need is to laugh with our kids, right? Maybe I'm trying to think of other things that are like joy filled. Um, yeah, I was gardening. Just saying, your favorite hobby, just like indulging in it. Yeah. I think sometimes when we are under pressure and in stressful situations, we start to think like we have to deprive ourselves or like, there's just no time for that. I yeah. just have to do, I've got to stay focused and I've got to get this done. There's no time for, you know, this thing that I love right now. When actually that's the time you need the right. thing you love the most. Because you are constantly being emptied out. Your tank is getting emptied in a pressure situation. You have got to refill it. And why not do the thing that you already know you love to go back and get your tank refilled or to allow yourself to be replenished without any shame, without any, like, I should do this, I should do that. Just indulge in the thing that you already know brings you so much joy that you love. Right. And this is like that classic, Oxygen mask, put yours on first, right? Like this is not the time to not take care of yourself or to say, I've got so many other people that I need to take care of. This is true, but this is why you need to take care of yourself first. You've got to indulge in those things that bring you joy. Maybe they have to change. Maybe they get smaller, but still you've got to have something that brings you joy. And that's what self-care really is. Something else they said is something that brings order. Oh my word. That one spoke to me because this year is like the antithesis of order. And it said that so often our environment, when it gets frazzled, our mind gets frazzled and that is not good Mm. self-care. So bringing order to something in your life, that could be journaling. That could be bringing order Mm -hmm. to your thoughts. It could be cleaning your house, which again, that doesn't sound very self-care. No one's like, I'm going to go self-care and clean my toilet. You know, like that's not the bubble bath pedicure idea, but it might be true self-care instead of just self-comfort. To say, this is what I'm going to do to bring order. Okay, I did that. I'm going to go over here and we're going to keep going and we're going to build that self-care really into the rhythms Mm -hmm. of our everyday. And the last one they talked about was something that gives you a sense of mastery. I kind of liked that one because I thought maybe that's what we were all doing in the spring when we were trying to figure out how to bake Mm -hmm. sourdough. You know, we were like, is there something that I can do that I can prove to myself that I am stronger yeah, than I think, yeah. that I have potential, that it's out there. So, and that might be still just like, you know, you get all that laundry folded on one day and that's like a sense of mastery or you're taking a workout class or a writing class online and you're like, look, I'm stronger, but that's going to give you that satisfaction that is going to help you to have self-care continue for the long haul, because that's the real thing, right? Is this is, What we're talking about is not something like you said, Meg, full circle all the way back to the beginning. This is an evolutionary sort of thing. It's not something we're just trying to like slap Mm -hmm. onto our day. It's changing the very foundation of our makeup so that we know how to care for ourselves so that we can pour out to our family, to our friends, to our community. We have to take care of ourselves first 
to be yes. able to get there. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Thank you for bringing those questions because sometimes it can just feel overwhelming to even know where do I start? Am I doing this right? And we're not here to tell you there's a right or a wrong way. We just want you to think about you know, some of these things. And I love those practical suggestions, joy, order, sense of mastery. Start with one of those and let the foundations build from there. That's so great. So I love it. This has been so good. Thank you so much for joining me in this. Like I said, it this really grew from and was inspired by conversations that we were genuinely were having off mic about various circumstances in our own lives that are helping us to see like, oh my gosh, no one, the Calvary is not coming. I have to be the Calvary. <laughs> the Calvary of self-care is here. <laughs> well said. <laughs> all right. Well, if you all would like to follow up with either of us as we talk about self-care, self-comfort, those types of things, Kelly, remind people where we can find you on the social medias. On the social medias, you can find me at Kelly Gordon MN for Minnesota. I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at my new yes. website, I mean, we can't really interact there, but if you guys, if you missed the announcement, I have a new website and it has all my recipes. So those of you who have been like, I don't know how to find the chicken tacos. That's where they live now. It's kellygordonmn.com. And it's so beautiful. You did a great job setting it all up. Love it. All right. Well, you know, you guys can find me on social media. It's sort of awesome, Meg. And if you have any like comments or follow-up, anything you want to share, if you want to just participate in all of the awesome things, you can find us sort of awesome in all of the places, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Don't forget you can get your daily dose of awesome from awesome today. So don't miss out on any of that, you guys. I'm Meg Teets and this is Sort of Awesome. The Sort of Awesome show is a production of Sort of Awesome Media, the company that is all about giving you permission to take care of yourself in all the most awesome ways. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.